you're currently listening to Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. Sound away. Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. You're listening to the sweet sounds of Sound Sessions. Thank you. Hey, what's going on, Sound Sessions? This is Mike from WGN Radio here in Chicago. Just wanted to say thanks for finding us on your dial, finding us on your earbuds, on iTunes, wherever you're listening to us. I wanted to try something new and see if we could connect back with you. We've been getting a lot of emails at soundsessionspod at gmail.com, but I want to hear what you're listening to. So if you're in a band or if you want to be interviewed here on the show or if you have some great intro music for us that we should add to our podcast episodes, please email us here at Sound Sessions at Sound Sessions. Now take your pen and paper, get it out, and write down our email, soundsessionspod at gmail.com. Or you could write us here at the WGN Radio Studios at 435 North Michigan Avenue. Just make sure you write my name, Michael Heideman, on it. Or you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Just search Sound Sessions WGN. But that's enough of me talking. You're going to hear some really great music from some Chicago artists in this next episode, mainly the band Edwin, who just came out with a great EP and our buddies from Archie Powell and the Exports. So without further ado, here is our man, the owner, CEO, head cheese of the Empty Bottle, Bruce Finkelman. Hey, this is Bruce Finkelman from the Empty Bottle and you are listening to Sound Sessions. Hey, welcome to another episode of Sound Sessions here on WGN Radio. I have my friend Jim Ryan here. He's a national music journalist. He writes for the Daily Herald and Chicago Now. What's going on, Jim? Mike, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Music is going on. Music is happening. It is always happening. And I don't know if you have any experience with uh, going to bars, because I'm sure you're Um, you're quite the sober man, right? No comment. (laughs) Well, there is this amazing, amazing spot. I think if you listen to music in Chicago, you have been to this venue, and you have had one of the greatest times there probably ever. It's the Empty Bottle, and they're right now in the throes of their 25th anniversary, opening in 1992 and going till today. And we have on the phone with us the one and only, the man in charge himself, Bruce Finkelman. Hey, Bruce, what's going on today? Uh, I was hoping that you'd have some you know, some mock canned laughter or clapping going on after you did that great inter- introduction. We throw that in later. <laughs> yeah, it's all in okay, post. Great. Good, 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 good. So, Bruce, it's it's in quite incredible. I mean, like I said in the intro, if you love music and you live here in Chicago, you have stepped foot through the doors of the Empty Bottle. What's what's the history behind it, and what do you think is the connection to the city, and what makes it so you know so much of a mainstay here in the city of Chicago? Well, I think it has to do. Uh, it has a lot to do with with the city and the people that are that live in the city and the people that have lived in this city. I mean, Chicago is this great mecca that people come to, you know, go to school, to live, to learn, to work, and be around a, 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 a very talented Midwest, hardworking group of people. And I think it shows in um, the work ethic, and I think it shows in the creativity of not only the music scene, but the uh, um, the art scene in total and the food scene. I mean, it's a it's a great, really just cultural hotbed. It's it's you you couldn't be more dead on. Uh, the empty bottle shows through from the f- wood floors to the stage to everything. Now, but I wanted to take it back to the beginning just to start off this interview. Bruce, what is your background, and what made you want to start a bar here in the city of Chicago? Well, 
I, I mean, I'm from I'm from this this great city of ours, and um, I went to uh, college at the University of Missouri, and I and I worked my way through college at a wonderful place called the Blue Note, which I still think is one of the best rock clubs in the country and you know i just fell in love with it i i fell in love with the music i fell in love with being around such creative people i i you know for for me that was that was that was my happy place that was the place i wanted to be that was what made sense to me um so when i when i graduated my my hopes and dreams were to be to come back to town and and to do something like that in our in our city and after floundering away for a while, I was driving around in the middle of the night, as I would do after going to bars or seeing music, and I came upon this small tavern that had a for rent sign on it. And uh, to me, something, some light went off in my head, some buzzer went off, and you know, I called the next day to make an appointment. And you know, two days later, I was calling up everybody I knew to try to help out and help me open this place. Right on. And, and then so if the history serves correct, the empty bottle, the location that it's in now, it wasn't the original location, correct? It, that's correct. The current lo- or the, the original location was actually about three blocks to the south of it. And uh, the, the plan was always to try to the plan was to to have music playing in this original location. But we did our first show there and I was really excited. And I always kind of tell the story that it was it was almost as if. You know, me finally coming into my own, you know, it was like the did the first day we were going to have a band play there. And I was like, this is what I've been working for, you know, my, you know, my my entire life up to that point to, to have this band play. And we opened the doors up and it was a sold out show and people were having a great time. And I was working behind the bar. and We were just it, it was just a great experience. And I remember my landlord walked through the door. <laughs> I saw him standing there. I took one look at him with my with my grinning face of 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 accomplishment that I achieved, and he just shook his head, and that was the last show we had at that old place. <laughs> Who was that show, by the way, Bruce? It was a band called the Cocktails. Okay. And the cocktails. Uh, I mean, it's uh, Archer Pruitt is in there. There's sure. a, there's a whole bunch of great Chicago musicians that are, that were in that band, and um, I'm hoping someday we'll get them back for to pay the 25th before we end up. But yeah. at that point, it was it was time to move on to a new location, which we found two blocks away. And uh, luckily, everybody who was friends, family, anybody we could we could talk into helping out, helped move everything down from the first location to open the new location. Mike, in describing the empty bottle as a bar first, as opposed to a music venue, I think you hit on kind of one of the key elements that has made the empty bottle so successful, because you don't go to the Park West to hang out and have a beer if you're not going to a show. You don't go to the Riv to hang out and have a beer if you're not going to a show. Mm -hmm. But Bruce, I think what makes the empty bottle, part of what makes it so unique is the fact that, you know, that is a place where you go to hang out and have a beer. Yeah, that was. I mean, this was you know back then in in the in the in the late '90s or the mid '90s. That was where everybody lived, and you know it was not uncommon to see you know the guy who was sitting next to you was the guy who was touring through town, who was playing you know the metro or anywhere else. I mean, this is where people hung out, so it made sense to me that if you created a place that you yourself wanted to go to, that I, I wanted to go to, that maybe there were a few other suckers out there who would feel the same way. And that's really kind of how we, we, we kind of got things started, just being a neighborhood bar that happened to have a stage. 
you kind of spoke about, you know, the relationship with Chicago that makes that has kind of been so key to the success of the empty bottle. But I think even more to the point is that relationship with Ukrainian Village, because it's if you look back, especially, you know, through the 90s to about 2000, you had a, a venue like Lounge X that, you know, it couldn't survive. One of my with, favorite places in the world. And it couldn't survive with the neighborhood. But you guys, it's it's been a lot different story. You have survived and grown and changed with the neighborhood. What's that been like all these years? Well, it's 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 been really enriching to see um, a lot of a lot of different people make that area their home as things have gentrified as 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 people have been pushed out kind of west away from the city you know but it's also been sad to see some really some wonderful places you know you mentioned lounge X. uh that was some place that i used to get you know i used to get off work and you know uh, and and go change clothes in the office there and i would hang out there for the rest of the night um it was one truly one of my favorite places and, and to see places like that find their demise because of the neighborhood that they lived in, it kind of, you know, made me think that, you know, the farther out I could get, the more of a chance that I would have to survive. And it's interesting to this point that, you know, as we open up other ventures and as we we we, we do other things, most of the creativeness, a lot of the some of the most creative people that are part of the city are in those outlying areas like Logan Square and Ukrainian Village and Humboldt Park. You know, that's a lot of where the creativity sits. And a part of that is is because it's not as expensive or there's not that barrier to entry that you have having to exist in the lake views of the downtown areas. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, when you were speaking upon this, it made me just think about the good days that were spent at the, at the Double Door, which was uh, shut down well before its time, uh, which is very heartbreaking to any Chicago music fan. Right, right. And once again, they, they kind of were sitting right in the middle of, you know, should we let there be a live music venue or should there be right. a clothing store? Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned the G word. You mentioned gentrification, and obviously Ukrainians starting to he- Ukrainian villages starting to head in that direction. Where do you see the future lying for Empty Bottle here? Do we, do we get to look forward to 25 more? Uh, I hope so. I mean, I think a, a long time ago I realized that at some point my musical taste, as much as I believe it still is relative, wouldn't be relative. So, you know, the me moving to more of a chairman of the board and letting some of the really talented young folks that exist and that are part of the organization, let them shine. I believe they can move it for another 25 or 30 years. 50, 75. They can All keep right. doing it. See, that's, that's what we wanted to hear. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope that it lasts until the next Chicago fire, to be honest. <laughs> Let's hope well, there's not another one, Mike. My God. As long as it doesn't start in my place, that's, you know, that's okay. Well, you know, you mentioned a lot, uh, a little bit about the uh, creativity behind, you know, some a place like the Ukrainian Village and the Empty Bottle. The Empty Bottle is very, very unique in the sense of the art pieces that are shown throughout the show, uh, th- shown throughout the venue. Um, I wanted to know... As as a as a patron, why is the piano in the bar, and why do I see all these amazing pieces of artwork on the wall, and where does all this come from? Well, I think it comes from the people that live in the area and that are part of the scene. I mean, there is so many creative people that have come through 
that that bar and or that venue or any of our places that are so creative and so I mean they're just amazing folks that want to be able to show their stuff and want to be able to have a space available to them for them to show their wares. And we've always been open to that. And I think that that's part of the reason that makes it a, a, you know, a neighborhood spot, makes it someplace that's special to the area that it lives. Mike, I remember my first show there and it was Duval and Hey Mercedes, I think in like maybe 2000, 2001. Do you remember yours? Yes, of course. Mine was in uh, a little bit later than yours. It was Archie Powell and the Exports, which is a great Chicago band uh, in 2013 when I had come back from South by Southwest and saw them. this empty bottle and i remember specifically the drinks that i got the pbr and and whiskey shot combo that they have at the empty bottle i did a search on yeah. facebook before we came in tonight for any post i've ever had an empty bottle you know tagged in and one of them this is incredibly me that this was a possibility as recently as 2013 apparently i was there drinking red dog which is amazing <laughs> But uh, well, you know, we as as much as we like to be open to all types of music, we like to be open to all types of liquor as well. Certainly, well, well Bruce, you know, you've you just kind of mentioned that that diversity, and obviously, that's kind of one of the hallmarks of the Empty Bottle. You might have the Hoyle Brothers on a Friday night, and you might have Courtney Barnett and Kurt Viola again later in the week. Uh, do you have a particularly fond moment here over all the years? Is there a show that sticks out to you? You know, I was thinking about this as you know, and, and people have asked me. You know, is it is it you know the White Stripes? Is it you know is it Elliot Smith? Which was certainly wow. one of my favorite moments. Was it the Flaming Lips playing piano in the middle of a 400 capacity club? You know, I've had so many great moments and so many people that I've seen do so many amazing things that it's really really difficult for me to pick out a moment that. Um, that you know uh, supersedes everything else so to that i will humbly say they're all my favorite moments i think you just gave us quite a list so thank you (laughs) yeah yeah there you go well bruce we can't thank you enough for joining us here on sound sessions today truly one of the greatest greatest music bars there is i mean it hit cultures far beyond the city of chicago and and i thank you for doing that for us and bringing it to chicago and i appreciate such kind words and and to allow me to be on this fabulous station so thank you very much gents Uncontrolled